Hello everybody, and welcome to G-Wiz, your family-friendly podcast where we discuss D&D Onslaught, Dice Masters, Hero Clicks, and the other entertaining games made by WizKids. I'm WizDad, I'm that Christmas present for Aunt Rita that you've been putting off getting. Do you think she will like that generically named candle from Cracker Barrel? Does she even know what to do with a bath bomb? You only have one week left to decide. I will be your guide for navigating the competitive and casual scenes of the WizKids Triforce of Gaming. It's Mashup Monday. Today, I'm doing a 2023 and kind of an overall retrospective on the WizKids D&D mini lines. Yes, I've never really talked about them before, but what better time than the present? But before we equip our long swords and leather armor and jump headfirst into the Forgotten Realms, let's check out the WizKids Progress Report. Kowalski! I feel like I start every WizKids progress report of, hey, there's not much to talk about, but it is the beginning, uh, well, it is the preseason, the end of the year, not really a ton coming out or decisions being made. A lot of people are on vacation, especially at, at WizKids, and um, yeah, there's not really much to go on. Just keep in mind that there have been releases in December, uh, I'm sure... I hope everybody's having fun with any Christmas-related event, events that you might have, whether it's Onslaught, Heroclix, Dice Masters. Um, I know locally we had a Christmas event for Heroclix, and I unfortunately wasn't able to make it. But we always try to do a fun thematic event, kind of like Halloween. The, the end of the year, we usually try to do a Halloween slash Thanksgiving slash Christmas, like three different events that is more casual-based, digging out figures you may not have played in a while and um, play them in a fun either PvE or PvP type of scenario. So I hope everyone ha is having a fun time with that. Now, I'll use this to give a little bit of news about myself. Obviously, next week I will not be doing a Mashup Monday because it will literally be Christmas. Uh, I will be recording on Wednesday because I'm off all of next week. So I'll be able to record a uh, Onslaught Wednesday next week and this week but just in case you were curious not going to do a mashup monday on christmas sorry uh there's probably not going to be much to talk about before then anyway but just as a reminder as far as releases for this month everything has been released that will be released this month so if you have not received it if you're having on your spider-verse op kit your royal flush gang storyline op kit Definitely check it out. I know some people have gotten that bag of Star of Fights on the solicits. It still lists as November. It doesn't have a date. I know for us locally, we had it on our invoice and we haven't received it. So uh, I hope people have gotten it that wanted it. Uh, but, you know, hope you enjoy those. Uh, they, they seem somewhat interesting. As far as Onslaught goes, there's still... I'm a little perturbed a bit that there's still nothing about onslaught basically on the solicits and if anyone's curious i use the solicits to, to talk about release dates there's nothing for 2024 for onslaught we know the cell swords is coming out supposedly in january but if it's not on the solicits that's a little concerning because how else are people going to be able to order it so i'm going to send another message to uh, the people i know at WizKids and see if they can look into that and, and, and rectify it or something because I want to make sure the game gets promoted and you can buy the product but I'm super pumped for Cell Sword set part two um, 
which every time I record this, I remind myself that I have not scheduled the Ancient Construct event yet because we don't, you know, the holidays is also a hard time to schedule. So with that being said, um, I think that's going to be it for the progress report. There's really nothing to talk about. So we're going to jump into Fishing with WizDad, where I'm going to go over and talk about some of the D&D minis that WizKids produces. Get your gear, little man. We're going fishing. And I mean now. Now I know what you're thinking. WizDad, you never talk about D&D minis. Well, that's true. I don't. Um, not that I don't love D&D minis. Don't get me wrong. I love D&D minis. I have uh, quite a bit of the unpainted ones that I really need to sit down and paint. But I haven't really talked about it because um, I couldn't think about how I wanted to talk about it. It's not something I would really talk about every week, uh, even though there's basically releases almost every single week of new minis that are being released. But I figure since I'm kind of going through and doing my 2023 reviews and and talking about WizKids as a company and releases, I would be remiss if I did not talk about D&D minis, because that is a, I would say, I, I mean, we haven't seen, you know, they don't produce or reveal their their numbers as far as, uh, as far as, um, like, uh, profits or whatnot. So no idea if, like, D&D minis are a significant amount of, like their like their business but i would assume it's a significant amount simply because they basically do all the minis for dungeons and dragons and pathfinder don't forget pathfinder has minis too and WizKids does pretty much all of them i know there's i believe there's other companies that might produce some sure but if you go into any comic book store a majority of the things you're going to see in regards to D&D minis is WizKids related. So let's talk about it a little bit. Um, if you're not into Dungeons and Dragons, uh, please don't turn off the episode. Listen in, uh, because it is a very interesting game. I love Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, a little bit about me. I play every week in an Eberron campaign. We've been playing for about a year and a half now, maybe a little less than that. Um, I've played D&D for years. I, uh, you know, I'd never really played with minis growing up because they weren't, they just frankly weren't a thing. Uh, we would have, we would basically draw things on a map. We would have kind of a dry erase grid. We would draw things on a map. Maybe I would uh, cut out some paper and, you know, we would color in something. But we didn't really have minis growing up. I did grow up with uh, first edition. My dad, uh, I don't know if he ever played with his friends when he was younger but i know when i was growing up i found in like one of our closets uh the old first edition dungeons and dragons books and i wonder if they're still there i need to go look uh old the first edition dungeons and dragons books and i remember reading it i remember doing like there was a little solo not really a campaign but a solo adventure you could do and it's very very basic uh, but i remember that's really what grew my love for Dungeons and Dragons and then I got into high school and in high school you know you surround yourself with friends that have similar interests and so while we played video games and did a bunch of other things more every so often we would dip into 
at the time. And um, we didn't really ever have a big, big campaign, but we had some fun adventures. Like, think of it like one-shots, where we would have just a night where all the guys would come over. We would, um, you know, play like Smash Brothers or Halo, and then we would also then transition over to, hey, let's play some Dungeons & Dragons for a while and create characters and run a little campaign and, you know, do a battle or two and then ultimately forget the campaign because, you know, we all have ADHD or something. So we would, um, it, it was a fun time growing into it. I, I then went to college, you know, got married, had some kids, didn't really play it for a while. And then I kind of reintroduced myself a couple years ago um, as a DM and, and looking kind of during COVID, you know, we're stuck at home, right? The thought of, hey, online D&D might be a good outlet. And so I got back into it and I joined locally in an in-person Everon campaign and um, I made I, I didn't know the people going into it and now we're great friends and it, it's a lot of fun meeting uh, you know one of one of the players has helped me uh, uh, has learned to play Onslaught and we play Onslaught occasionally so it's interesting to um, it, it's a great meeting ground to meet new people like-minded people it's a lot of fun just role-playing and having a lot of fun with people so if you're not, if you've always been on the fence about Dungeons and Dragons, definitely look into like a local group. Uh, I know locally we have like an RPG group on Facebook where people promote or say, hey, we're looking for a new player. You can always check your local gaming store if you're into it. Um, they might be able to uh, point you in the direction of someone who either is running like maybe a newbie campaign or, or something like that. But it's a very flexible game. And they're about to come out with effectively it's called 5.5 we're in fifth edition now effectively it's a 5.5 but they're calling it one DD because it's going to be a ever-evolving form of DD. but i digress that's a little bit about my history when it comes to dungeons and dragons but whiz dad what does that have to do with the minis well so whiz kids i don't know when they started producing the minis but i would assume it's probably 20 18 and before probably well before that they started really taking over the mini production of dungeons and dragons minis minis are just they're all about the same size unless they're like medium-sized creatures or larger they all fit the same small base when you buy one you either buy one painted or you buy one unpainted unpainted that means you got to paint it yourself or just forever leave it the grayish color that it is um Painting, honestly, is not that difficult once you get into it. It's one of those you have to feel um, confident in yourself in doing it. Uh, because for me, for example, uh, I have a lot of pieces I could paint. I need to actually go and buy paints. That's maybe another another episode we could talk about sometime is learning to paint. Uh, but I, I always struggle with, well, I spent you know 10 bucks on this. I don't want to ruin it by having a, a bad paint job. But when it comes to D&D minis, unpainted is by far the most affordable. You can find, goodness, you can find almost any mini for any type of character you want out there. It probably exists and WizKids has probably made it. Painted minis, on the other hand, come with a premium. And we've talked about this a bit when it comes to Onslaught. You know, Onslaught painted minis are one of the reasons why the core set and some of the other aspects of onslaught is more expensive painted minis come at a cost 
because they're hand painted, it's it's a it's a premium, right? So something that might cost ten dollars for a unpainted mini might cost twenty five as a painted mini, and you see that out here when you look at some of their um, you you know they don't have a ton of I shouldn't say they don't have a ton. Basically, they have painted and unpainted minis, or I guess they call them pre-painted uh, pre minis. And a lot of the times they don't do individual pre-painted minis because I feel like that is a harder sell, if that makes sense. It's harder to have just one pre-painted mini and say, this is $20. Whereas if you have a set, a box set of some sort and sell for 50, 70, whatever, you're more likely to sell it, in my opinion. It's a smart marketing move. So to go over the different products of what type of minis we're talking about and how WizKids actually sells them. You have the unpainted minis, which come in just a one pack. So you can have, oh, I want to buy some cobalts. There's a pack of three cobalts for like 10 bucks. And they're all unpainted, they're little small minis. They come off the base, but they have a little small, uh, I don't know, think of it like a button size black uh, circle that you glue them on and then you paint them and that's so that way you could paint them before putting them on the base but those are much cheaper like i said ten dollars sometimes you can find them cheaper online for like five dollars three four um, usually retailers sell for about ten uh, medium size is more like a 15 ish you know we're talking kind of like ogres and you know bigger bases bigger figures more substance to them and then larger are typically $20 to $30 on painted dragons, you know, giant owlbears, stuff like that. You know, uh, so that's kind of their entry point. Because um, they're unpainted. It's literally just they made the model, they get they packaged it, put in the little base for you, you could buy that. And so you could go out to like DD, uh, they have two websites, they have the WizKids online store, and then they have dndmini.com, which they're effectively the same thing. And so you could go out there and you could look at their frameworks, sets, which frameworks is a little bit different. Those are unassembled minis. Those are one where you have options, um, where say you are playing a half-elf druid. Well, the frameworks comes with uh, maybe different weapons the character is holding, uh, different hairstyles or, or different things that you can kind of piece together and assemble it how you want your mini to look. So frameworks are cool, they're, they're $15 unpainted. I think honestly, they're one of the best purchases you can make if you're getting into D&D minis and you're looking for something specific for your character. Uh, frameworks is a great way to start. If, if I were getting into it today, I would look for, okay, what do they have in my, uh, say I'm, whatever I'm playing, what do they have that is my character's gender and race? So male halfling, okay, they got male halflings out here. Well, what do they have for male halflings, right? Uh, like what classes do they have? Do they have monks? Do they have clerics? And usually they have almost everything. Um, I'd have to go out and check and see what they don't have. But like looking out here now, just on their D&D mini site, they have elf, female elf wizard, uh, human male warlock. And so there's a version with his hair flying. There's a version with just, uh, he's got like a hat on. One where he's carrying a sword for like the Hexblade Warlock, but there's another one where he's carrying like a skull staff, or if you're going more like a um, kind of a demonic power type warlock. 
And those are just kind of the entry points. That's that's the frameworks is kind of like a step up, I guess I should say, for an entry point. If you just don't care about the customization, you just want an unpainted mini in general, there's what they call the Nalzer's Marvelous Miniatures, and those are typically unpainted. So like there's a human paladin male, no customization, he looks how he looks, and he is five bucks. So very cheap, no assembly required. They're already primed, so the color they have on them is that grayish color. You could just paint right on them. And it's a great entry point. Um, it's kind of how you get started with D&D minis. Now, uh, expanding upon that, obviously, Wizkids makes a bunch of monsters, beholders, gargoyles, trolls, all sorts of stuff like that in the unpainted variety as well. So if you're a dungeon master, absolutely, you're probably buying some of this. I've got a bunch of, bunch of those behind me that I, like I said, I really need to start painting um, to use in our Eberron campaign. I've been thinking about doing that for our DM anyway. Now, if you're not into painting, which is totally reasonable, um, they do have pre-painted minis. And like I said, they don't really do pre-painted minis individually. Uh, you might find like a, uh, you, you might find some out there. They do exist. Uh, they might be older. They might be Pathfinder specific. Um, I feel like I read, I've seen more where like they have Pathfinder minis that are that are painted, pre-painted, that are individual. Um, so you can find those to represent your character if you're playing Pathfinder or D&D. But most of the time what WizKids produces is these boxed sets. So if you're playing a Strahd campaign, Curse of Strahd, they have the denizens of Barovia, uh, Barovia. And it looks like it's got like six characters in it, seven, seven figures in them, all painted. Uh, you've got, I can't even read it, read it on there, but uh, Vladimir, Horngard, like key characters from the Barovia section of Curse of Strahd. You could buy that kit that has seven characters in it for $40. They're all pre-painted, um, and now this is an older set. That's probably why it's this cost. I know a lot of them now are a little bit more pricey, but they do have these sets. And most of the releases they do now are set-related. So, for example, in 2023, let's talk a little bit about what they released when it came to D&D. Uh, they released a lot of unpainted minis. You have ones like... Uh, well, they have a bunch of Magic the Gathering ones they came out with early in the year. But then they came out with um, some Critical Role ones, which I'll talk about in a minute. And then they have... What are these? Some Marvelous Miniatures, Asimar Cleric Female, some deep WizKids Deep Cuts. So that's kind of relating back to Heroclix a little bit. Some Orc Fighter Females. Like they, they've, If you look at the releases for Dungeons & Dragons... They are significant. There's Hugbot Incapacity. Oh, that's Starfinder. No wonder it's a robot. Dark Spellcaster and Flame Skulls. You can basically find whatever you want out here for D&D minis from WizKids. Those are all individual. You've got the box sets like I was talking about. One thing I do want to talk about is a unique thing that they do that I have yet to buy any. I'm sort of interested in it, but the price point is a little pricey for me. 
and that is they do sell kind of like hero clicks bricks of these miniature boosters now a miniature booster typically comes with four or five pre-painted minis inside and they're all kind of based off of a, a theme if you will so for example let's see let me hunt one down there's uh oh, that's that's here we go um let's see where's the most all right here's the wild uh the wild beyond the witch light uh i don't remember when this one came out but basically this is let me read it for you the 20th set in our icon of the realms line of pre-painted dungeons and dragons miniatures now these boxes are square boxes uh, like cubes they're not like the long boosters you might see for hero clicks think of it like if you if you did the um wheels of vengeance hero clicks that size of a, a box maybe a little smaller depends on the set some of them are bigger i know there was a giant set recently but basically each one each set if you will is uh has about 50 something figures in it they're randomly sorted in them so it is kind of like blind picks and these boosters typically come with one huge just says here huge boosters will have one of the following configurations one huge or large figure and three medium or smaller figures or it will have five medium or small figures and now it's random um i don't remember if they really have a rarity i assume they do have a rarity assigned to them and um you know you kind of got your blind your blind picks form now i have debated a lot myself on how i feel about this type of product um hero clicks you know for, it's a competitive game where you're playing with hero clicks you're playing with those figures and they have stats and you're trying to collect them to play in a game with D, D, if i'm a dungeon master i just want the minis i'm going to be using right like i'm not building a team like i'm not opening a booster and building a team out of it now you could use it i guess for example as a dm if you don't want to story build or you you want some assistance in building out your campaign i suppose you could buy a booster open it and whatever you pull you include in your campaign i kind of like that idea actually but otherwise i'm looking at it it's an eight booster brick there are certain pulls you can get from it now the downside is is these boosters aren't cheap um if you go to your local you'll probably see these type of boosters if it's a newer one sitting around 25 dollars now i guess it's cheap if you consider what you get out of it but the blind aspect of it you know blind purchasing leads itself to well you probably you might not pull what you want and that's why i have yet to buy any is because i'll look at a set and i'll say well i kind of want one or two things from here but then i i just i don't pull the trigger because i know i, I the likelihood of me getting the very specific things that i want is pretty low so why don't i just go buy what i want so i've always been interested on why they do it this way um I suppose with certain campaigns, like for example, if you're doing the, like I just said, the Curse of Strahd campaign, you could buy the specific ones for the characters, the, the citizens of Barovia, 
But they also have like the guide to Ravenloft booster brick that you can buy. And these booster bricks cost about the same as a, a, a Heroclix booster. Like, I think they MSRP at 150 something for eight boosters. So that's another key thing. So if you go out there and look and you're looking at DD minis, you might see those kind of boosters out there. Keep in mind, these are mostly for DMs. Um, if you're not a dungeon master, you're better off just buying individual. Like just buying your uh, what you want when you want it, right? Like, oh, I need a, a changeling. Okay, I'll go just buy the figure. Because you can buy singles, not from the WizKids site, obviously, but you can buy singles from these boosters from any third-party third retailers. A lot of a lot of online stores have these that you can sell. But I'm looking out here now, and I'm looking at, okay, back in 2020, they came out with an Eberron booster brick. And now I'm kind of wishing I bought it from my DM for Christmas, because this looks great. I would love to get some of these. Then again, I probably, as a character in this, wouldn't want to play against some of these. Oof, goodness. But let's talk a little bit about Critical Role. Um, if you haven't heard of Critical Role, then uh, that's perfectly fine. It's really taken the Dungeons & Dragons world by storm for the past three to four years. It is a very popular property. They stream on Thursdays. I've, I've, I am somewhat of a fan. I've listened to some of their campaigns, and it's a good podcast if you want to listen to it, like a, a good um, audio recording if you don't want to watch their live streams. But uh, WizKids produces a lot of Critical Role stuff as well, which Critical Role is outside of Wizards to a degree. Like, they create D&D, they play D&D, so there's, like, that unique partnership there. But they are also independent, like, because it's their own campaign. Now, there's a couple Critical Role books that they've made now for the D&D universe. But ultimately, WizKids does produce, and it's really ramped up, in the past year or so, D&D minis specific for Critical Role. So if you want to play any of those characters from the Critical Role campaigns, campaign one or two, even three I think is out there now. Yeah, they have Bell's Hells out here. You can. The box sets typically come with like eight to nine figures, so... The Vox Machina box set out here is $69, and it has all the main characters, even the bear. Uh, Trinket, I think, was his name. You have the Mighty Nine, which there's nine figures. That one's actually sold out, but I believe it's around the same. And then you have Bell's Hells, which has ten figures, and that's going for $79.99. But they have different creatures from uh, Critical Role, because they know people like to create their own Critical Role campaign. They even have started making like plushies they have a plush from the new campaign out there as well and there's five pages out here on the WizKit store of critical related products critical role related products which is insane but also super cool if you're into that type of campaign you're into some of the stuff that they do it's neat that you could just get minis from that set and play your own campaign and with it being immensely popular like, it is by far, I would say, the, the most popular D&D-related, like, not Wizards-specific, Wizards of the Coast-specific property. 
I, I would say that critical role is the next like number one there's some very very interesting things out here that they've they've made and they released a lot this year as well like i said the campaign three stuff they've they've um created and, and put out there as i believe all painted outside of the different creatures you can buy creatures from the set or characters there's a half elf uh, jorha's paladin that's unpainted and it actually comes with two minis for five dollars you could get a goblin sorcerer and rogue female five dollars and these are all unpainted so the world of DD minis for whiz kids is immense if i was looking to get into DD minis um either purchasing some for my own character which, for example, I, I am playing, like I said, in an Eberron campaign, I am playing a changeling who has multiple characters that he turns into. So for me, I'm, I'm out there looking for, like right now I'm looking for a half-elf. Um, I forgot what she is. I mean, my character's a bard, but they try to fill in the role for a lot of things. So like maybe a half-elf bard. Or half elf wizard looking person, uh, you know. I'm looking for something like that that I might paint myself and play at my local campaign. But you know, it, it's one where once again, if you don't play D and D, thank you for sticking along this long in this episode. Uh, you may not find it that interesting, but uh, D and D is immensely fun. A lot of theater of the mind, but these minis allow you to kind of take the theater of the mine out and put it on a map and it's been great now the other product i want to talk about that WizKids makes is warlock tiles and i'm interested um interested in what you all think about it but also interested in what's gonna happen with warlock tiles so warlock tiles was something that was introduced i would say back in 2021 uh, there was a big bump remember going into COVID, D&D was on the rise thanks to things like Critical Role, um, Acquisitions Incorporated, a, a bunch of other shows were very popular. Um, going into 2020 is when really I feel like D&D exploded because people could play online. They had to because that was really the only interaction people had with uh, due to COVID. And so D&D got immensely populate, uh, popular. WizKids came out with something they called Warlock Tiles. And so think of it like uh, most maps, most people play on maps that are just dry erase board or maybe they have a texture on them or some sort of artwork. But most people play that method, right? Pencil and paper is what they usually call it. Nowadays, with 3D printers and stuff like that, people have elevated their game or wanted to have something that um, represents more of kind of takes a little bit of the theater of the mind out so that way you can have a more visual representation because a lot of people struggle with you know maybe don't get into D&D because of they don't have a good theater of the mind which is anything against them it's just some people can't visualize things well so WizKids came out with their version of 3D printed terrain called Warlock tiles and that's exactly what they are they're floor tiles there's walls there's uh, windows and there's like little connectors you can connect it to there's doors all sorts of things and so they introduced them as like big box sets 
and then you could also go on their website and buy like individual pieces like if i wanted to get a wall i can for like a buck 50. that became really big in 2021 the downside to warlock tiles is that they were kind of pricey um actually there's no there's really no um kinda about it they were incredibly pricey i know when i saw warlock tiles i was interested and then when i saw the price i was instantly not interested anymore because it's hard to, you know, it's a, um, what's the word for it? It is a, uh, it's an extra, right? It's a, something you don't need for your campaign. It's nice to have, but you don't need it. So for example, if I were going to go buy Warlock Tiles today, like the Town Square's base set out here, Town Square base set, which comes with uh, it doesn't even really tell you everything it comes with. I think that's because the website stopped working. Here we go. Base town and villages. Yeah, let's do that. So, base town and village, village one. It comes with everything needed for a town or countryside scenario. It has 24 2x2 warlock tiles. So, the floors, plastered walls, doors, pillars, and then all the clips you need to clip the tiles together, wood beams. All of that. So, like, you can make a little room, like a little tavern or whatnot, and it's $100. For me, that is a lot of money to spend on something like... That's a premium, effectively. Now, like all things, if I were to go out of here on the good old Amazon and to look up Warlock tiles, I'm immediately greeted with that same town and villages thing that's $99, I can get for 76 which is still a little pricey for me. Um, there's other ones out here that are for sale and, and cheaper. Dungeon tiles, there's expansions. Like, there's a lot of Warlock tile stuff that they've released that is interesting. Like it, it legitimately is interesting. If you have that kind of money for it, more power to you. Um, funny enough though, if you go out there and look at the solicits for Warlock Tiles, there's nothing, I believe, for 2024. There's a mat. Uh, they've introduced, basically, game mats that you put the tiles on. Because, obviously, you don't want tiles... If you're playing in a big village, right? You don't want to have to have tiles for every bit of the road. So they've released now these game mats. But there's only one listed for April. And in 2020... Oh, I'm sorry, that was 2023. They only released one thing for Warlock Tiles. 2024, there's nothing. 2022, that's when a lot of accessories and game mats come out, came out. So now I'm wondering if Warlock Tiles is kind of going by the wayside. They haven't officially said whether they're getting rid of it or they're not producing anymore. But the solicits kind of tell the story. So, But yeah, um, I've been probably talking more than enough about D&D Minis. 2023, kind of as a recap of it. D&D minis for for whiz kids um you know it's really difficult for me to say oh it was such a great year they produced a lot you could see it on all their solicits they've gotten into a lot of painted minis a lot of critical role stuff out it's still going and looking into 2024 that has not changed there's a lot coming out in 2024 
also for D&D minis. Like I've mentioned multiple times, January, you have the Critical Role, the Darrington Brigade box set. You have a Hydra box miniature coming out in January. You have a Mind Flayer plushie, which I think is funny. Um, in February, there's a Icons of the Realm Bluffs battle map, which seems kind of neat. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff still coming out for D&D, as it should. D&D um, is still a very popular game. It's just going to keep getting more and more popular, more mainstream. I mean, we got a movie about Dungeons & Dragons this year. So it's hard to say that Dungeons & Dragons is not getting popular, which reminds me, I need to watch that. I haven't seen the movie yet. So, either way, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I know I kind of just talked about D&D and D&D miniatures for a while. I just kind of wanted to touch base on it because I don't really talk about the dungeons and dragons section of WizKids, even though i feel like it makes a majority of their like the production is on DD minis but i thought i'd talk about it a little bit um i won't talk about it every week it'll be every once in a while i'll talk about the solicits for it sure um, but if you like DD mini talk and we could talk about some of the unique minis that are out there talk about quality stuff like that let me know um, i'll include it more in videos or on the podcast um so if you like this type of content like DD mini talk let me know if you don't let me know also so that way i don't keep talking about it but that'll do it for this episode of g whiz i will see you guys on wednesday for more onslaught talk we've got more kind of wrapping up the year and uh talking more about 2024 um and then i might think of something fun to talk about also so i will see you guys then have a great day